is the Mulberry Lane Show. The Mulberry Lane Show. Exclusive interviews, fun, music, celebrities. Your weekend getaway. Now, here's Mulberry Lane, Rachel, Bo, and Ellie Cat. Be a part of the family. Hey, it's Allie here along with your radio sisters, Rachel and Bo. And guess what, guys? It's time for the Mulberry Lane Show. <laughs> well, so glad you guys are along for the ride today. Let's get started on that musical journey. Let's do it. The Mulberry Lane Show's on. Celebrity story songs. You're going to have it going on when we tell you who's stopping by now. Up first today, Phil Collin of Def Leppard. You know Def Leppard from these massive hits. Def Leppard's main guitarist, Phil Collin, is going to talk all things Def Leppard. You'll also hear about the current tour he's on, the G3 tour with other guitar greats, Joe Satriani and John Petrucci. And you'll hear about his latest project, Delta Deep, and how it came to be. This guy is full of creative juice. You're going to hear all about what makes him tick artistically, what inspires him, and some behind-the-scenes Def Leppard stories. Don't miss this interview today. Rachel, who's next? Okay, then you guys are going to meet Dana Isom Johnson. Now, she is the trend expert with Etsy, the online global market for handcrafted items. Dana's going to tell you all about wedding trends for this season, plus how she's a judge in a brand new show airing in July. It's a craft competition called Making It on NBC, and the show is hosted by Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman. You're going to get some two key trends for this season, wabi-sabi and Tutti Fruity. Stay tuned for that. Awesome Blossom. That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> Who else, Allie? Who else is on the show? Okay, well, this is going to be fun. You get to get up close and personal with the dog whisperer, Caesar Milan. Now, Caesar is a New York Times bestselling author. And of course, you know him for his series of very successful shows on Nat Geo and Nickelodeon. This dog behaviorist has teamed up with the maker of HeartGuard Plus to talk about how April is Heartworm Awareness Month. You also get his personal formula for success. He says it's passion, instincts, and belief. A lot of gems in this interview. Pretty inspiring, too, when you look at the arc of his life, what his dreams were as a young boy, and how he actually made this a reality. So gear up for some hangout time with the dog whisperer himself, Caesar Milan. All right, sisters, before we go to break, speaking of dogs, my dog this week had a very rare treat. Hmm, what did he get into? (laughs) Well, every year, our sister Jamie makes each of our families a coconut bunny cake for Easter. Yes, and they're always delicious and super cute. So 
shout out to Jamie. Thanks for those delicious cakes. Well, we had enjoyed probably three-fourths of this cake, and there was just a little bit of it left on the counter. The ears? <laughs> Actually, the bottom half. <laughs> okay. But the bottom half of this cake, Kita, my Siberian husky, managed to pull it off the counter and finish it off. Ah, so whether it's a real bunny or a coconut bunny, I guess dogs are always after the bunnies. That's true. <laughs> All right. Well, hang out right there. When we come back, you're going to rock it with Phil Collins of Def Leppard. Yep. Not only dogs bite, but love bites. <laughs> All right. I'll see you right back here in a minute. Keep it right here with your radio sisters on The Mulberry Lane Show. Woo. celebrities on your radio station back to the mulberry lane show now here's mulberry lane well you know phil collin as the lead guitarist for one of the world's greatest rock bands def leppard but what you might not know is that he also has another band blues rock and soul music called delta deep now delta deep has a live album that came out january 26 and phil is also currently on the g3 tour with other guitar greats joe satriani and john petrucci and he starts a Def Leppard tour on May 21st. This guy is busy. So you're going to hear about all things Phil Collin, Def Leppard, and Delta Deep right now. <laughs> Phil Collin, rock and roll elite, Def Leppard and Delta Deep. Wow, I like that. Thank you. That's great. Uh-huh. Can't you do the questions like that as well? <laughs> Can't you sing the questions? Only the intro, but that would be awesome. Okay. <laughs> So, now the idea for Delta Deep came together when you were jamming with your wife's godmother, Debbie Blackwell-Cook. So, tell us about that story. Well, she sung at our wedding. She's done an a cappella version of The Man I Love by Ella Fitzgerald. And it was awesome. We're like, wow, my God, this is cool. Yeah. Uh, and then just by hanging out with her, you know, she wasn't long before, you know, we'd just start singing together. And um, she also sings with Michael Bublé and has sung with Luther Vandross. Yeah, she sung before the Pope. Yeah, she's been around, like, you know, the gospel soul kind of voice and so we just got this thing together and uh, people were going oh my god where can we buy this and so we thought we better write some songs so we did and that turned into delta deep okay and then you got some other members we got forrest robinson who used to play with india re that's where i met him years ago such an amazing drama what was funny when i met him i mean he played with tlc the crusaders with joe sample i really deep powerful great musician he said all i really want to do is play double kick drum metal then we're like what <laughs> so i played in forest in a demo and he said you know i have to be the drummer on this okay uh, and then my friend knew robert delao and he said you know he's a motown james jameson disciple on right. the bass and i said no mm. uh, so i love the stone temple pilot stuff and then uh we met with robert and it just clicked and then we finished the album we went on tour okay and the sound changed a bit it became more defined and it was like living breathing entity isn't that released from east coast live we started our second studio album as well it's amazing it's got more recipe you know it's got hard rock gospel song really cool so i'm loving the growth you know as an artist that's what you have to do now the live album was from a performance at daryl's house a magical night so kind of describe that night for us and what went right something clicked i mean it was really musician friendly you know Daryl Hall's right. he designed this place so that it would be the stage was great all the recording equipment the, even the dressing everything about it was right and then the audience was right you know the people that came out to it um, it was just 
relaxed, it was fun, it just kind of wasn't really us. It went somewhere else, almost trance-like. We heard that back and we went, there's no way we're going to get anything better than this. Awesome. I imagine your performances with Def Leppard and with G3 and with Delta Deep are all different sides of you. Do you feel like each of those performances informs the other? And how would you describe how different it is from each performance? The way I look at it is being inspired and the trajectory of an artist is to grow. And like I've got in my phone, you know, just ideas, so many ideas. And by doing this, it, it kind of allows that to, to keep moving forward, to be right. totally inspired. And not just by musicians. It could be a book, it could be a movie, it could be a painting. You know, you get inspired by all sorts of things. And, yeah. You know, I travel so much, so... It makes me grow. You know, we do a jam every night with, with Joe Satriani and John Petrucci. And, uh, uh-huh. and even that's been developing. We're actually creating music. It's not like a competition. We actually have started blending and creating moods and, and magical music. And it's amazing. That's the plan, really, you know. Right. Do, do you feel bound by genres? Do you no, do I, I don't. I've never really been the stereotype. I've always kind of ignored that and, and you know, just liked what I've liked and just followed my own path. And I, I see a lot of people, they fall down because they get too genre-specific. Even in their you know, private life, they fall into you know, stereotypes. So I'd, I've never done that. And I think by listening to a really diverse collection of music and stuff and styles and cultures and, and everything, it just really helps everything I do. It's amazing. So it sounds like your inspirations come from a lot of different areas like the arts. Does it inspire Definitely. you to also want to do things in like the visual arts or other types of projects? Yeah, I just recently painted 30 pairs of trainers. There's a 604 is a company up in Vancouver, Canada, and I walked into their studio come shop was blown away you know they put art onto sneakers and i got talking to james lepp the the owner and i said i'd done you know 30 guitars for jackson's anniversary i just literally splashed paint like jackson pollock style and wrote my name phil in japanese in in white ink and the guitars look great we've done 30 of them and so i ended up doing the same thing on, on 30 pairs of sneakers they sold out within a day. Oh, how cool. That's yeah. Awesome. So you're very creative, not just in the musical realm, but also in the visual arts as well. Well, all these things start flowing, you know, and the Def Leppard catalog just went digital. So, you right. know, we stream us, you can download us. And, you know, the reason we held out, the time wasn't right. You know, we felt really strong about the effort and all the blood, sweat and tears we'd put into it. We didn't want to just give it away back then and the time was right we came up with a great compromise with a label universal they've been absolutely amazing yeah and moving forward it's really super exciting we're, yeah. we're loving it yeah you were one of the last multi-platinum selling acts to actually put your music up for streaming and downloading and then joe elliott said that you didn't want to release just an album here or an album there so this time when you did it you did it big so everything is available is that right yeah absolutely yeah okay. and it's did up you- there now did you all agree on that perspective? We've agreed on it for the last 12 years. It was just getting the right thing. You know, our manager, Howard Hoffman, who unfortunately passed away last year, had been working on that. And he'd also been training Mike Kobayashi, our current manager, you know, to take the reins and take it from there. And, you know, he reached a, a deal with the label and that we all thought was great mm-hmm. for, for us right now in this day and age. And uh, we're really, really pleased and happy about it. Yeah, that was a big release. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, right now you're listening to the Mulberry Lane Show, and we're talking with guitar great Phil Collin of Def Leppard. He's also telling you about one of his other current projects, his band Delta Deep, and he's currently on the G3 tour with two other guitar greats, Joe Satriani and John Petrucci. 
Okay, so now you're going on tour with Def Leppard. May 21st, you're going to be touring with Journey. So tell us about that. We've toured with them before in 2006. We had a great time. They're an awesome band, obviously. Uh Uh, And there's similarities. You know, we both had, like, massive songs in the 80s that ended up being massive songs in the 2000s. You know, Don't Stop Believing. That and Pour Some Sugar Man are probably, like, the most popular rock songs of all time. Right. It's really cool that we're actually getting out and doing this stuff together. Mm -hmm. How would you describe backstage with Def Leppard? How is that different than backstage with Delta Deep? Um, It's not really just a smaller dressing room in in Delta Deep. It's the same (laughs) kind of vibe, you know? Yeah. Trying to eat healthy, do all that. And, and, you know, the main priority is the show. Right. A lot of people go, oh, don't you miss the 80s? And, And it's like, well, not really. You know, the priority is the show and the music. You know, we always base their whole thing on substance and, uh-huh. and instead of image. Same thing with the show. You want to create a great environment so that people go, oh, it's the best show I've ever seen. Now, was it like you know, that for you in the 80s as well? That was your objective? Or has it moved more towards that as time has gone on? It's always been our objective, but okay. it's got more streamlined towards that because uh-huh. we realize how important that is. I, I do. When I go and see another band, if it's not right, you go, oh, my God, this is so disappointing. We really work hard on that. Exactly. Now, going back in Def Leppard, you lost your good friend and fellow Def Leppard guitarist Steve Clark at the height of success. So what would you say got you through that time? I expected it because, you know, it was going to end badly. You know, you, you yes. knew that. But um, just miss him all the time, like always, you know. Mm-hmm. still have dreams and I get to talk to him and stuff like that, which is pretty weird. But, um, you know, he's my best friend and it was more than that. We'd created this sound and everything. So, um, yes, yeah, fact of life. You know, we all, we all got to go at some point. Right. It Do you think that easy. led you to wanting to take care of yourself more? I'd already started that. You know, I think one of the things, I, I didn't like the fact that I was drinking so much and yeah. couldn't control myself. Mm-hmm. So that's really what kicked that off. I stopped drinking and started jogging, which I, I don't really like doing, but it really was great to get me into something else. And then before you know it, it developed into other things like martial arts and just doing research on your own body and, and everything. You know, I have a trainer in LA, uh, Eric the Trainer, he's on this TV show, Celebrity Sweat. Okay. He is amazing. He's got this whole new routine um, as we age, so you don't injure yourself, so you don't pull a tendon or uh, break something. So um, I've been doing that, and that's been remarkable. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like the idea of just updating all the time, you know? Yep, covering lots of ground here on the Mulberry Lane Show with Phil Collin of Def Leppard. More musical chat with Phil right after this. Keep it right here with your radio sisters on the Mulberry Lane Show. behind the songs back to the mulberry lane show now here's mulberry lane if you're just joining us you're joining right in the middle of a chat with phil collin of Def leopard now phil has many musical projects going on of course the recent digital release of the whole Def leopard catalog also a brand new album with his group delta deep and he also plays with joe satriani and john petrucci on the g3 tour So this is one busy, creative guy. Let's get back for more chat with Phil Collin of Def Leppard. 
I want to talk about when Rick Allen lost his arm in the accident. At that point, when you heard he wanted to learn to drum again and stay with the band, what was your thought? You know, um, Mutt Langer had, had gone in and put the bug in his ear. You know, he said, with all these electronics and that, you could easily just use this leg instead of this arm. Uh-huh. And so when me and Steve Clark went to visit Rick in hospital, he was already practicing on the edge of the bed. Mm. He was all bandaged up like a mummy. And uh, he said, you know, like nothing had happened. Yeah. He said, yeah, I'm going to do this. So, you know, we, we just said, whatever you want to do. And, you know, we were in the middle of the album. We, we always do our drums last. It's not like, you know, that kind of interfered with, with what I did. Same Delta Deep, we do the same thing, drums last. Same okay. with the Tesla album, drums last. You got time. You can do whatever you want. So he developed that newer plan. It was great. So you put the drums on last, or you develop the drums last? Always, always do the drums last. Yeah, okay. because you know, it's, otherwise it interferes with the songwriting. You know, you right. you can you, you're not bound. So I mean, a lot of the time we historically, mm-hmm. traditionally change stuff all the time. We go, oh, yes, take this out. Yeah. If you got a drum track that you're playing along to, and you know, we. You change the, the vibe of it and everything, you know. So right. even like the song Animal, you know, Joe done this lead vocal and Mutt said, I don't like this backing track. Let's change the music. We actually kept the lead vocal and changed the whole backing track. Wow. So, and that was our first hit single, actually. Yeah. That, that was- is really interesting because I think there's quite a few producers that would say, oh, that's the groove of the song. And they would be afraid to do something like that. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I disagree. I think that a song that you record is immortal. And then, unless you're alive, unless you're a Stanley Clark, unless you're you know, a band that does that, and we're not. Our songs is our our thing. And so, yeah. you know, when Queen done Bohemian Rhapsody, I'm sure they didn't go, oh, we're not going to be able to do this live. They went, you know, we're going to make the best thing ever. And I was very inspired by that. You know, we were when we done Love Bites. You know, it was uh-huh. so complex. There were so many vocals. There were so many guitar parts. Uh-huh. Uh, it went to number one in the Billboard charts, and we'd never played it together. And we were actually like, oh, we better learn this. Yeah. And it was really difficult. We had two days off in Vancouver, funny enough, and uh, we got this song together and uh, started playing. Now it's easy now. We, we'd like, easy, easy, easy. But at the time when we were trying to figure it out. It was, yeah, to cover well, all those parts and get it to sound yeah. like it. Uh-huh. So you're of the school of thought that you just make the best creation you can in the studio, and then you learn later how to absolutely yeah, okay. yeah worry about that later because you know as we're finding out now you know with pour some sugar it's been as popular as it was right. back in in when we done it and all this stuff going digital I, I think you know it's it's really important to do that and uh, yeah the song is more worry about the live version when you have to worry about it now did you know it was a magical song when you guys recorded pour some sugar on me kind of because uh we finished the rest of the album and joe was playing the chorus on an acoustic guitar in the hallway and Matt Langer come up and went what's that? Uh-huh. And he said oh, I don't know he said it's some new thing of just a thing he said okay you know hold the presses we're going to turn that into a song Okay. and he did and we got that song done in 10 days okay. you know, and the rest of the album took like 3 years and we got that one down in 10 days you know he, he thought that the jigsaw puzzle had a missing piece and, and that was it so yes. you know down to Matt again you know I mean you know, we, we have to give all the credit to him he, amazing still is it's, it's great so now do you, you know, guys still was, work with Mutt? we don't because he's busy doing other stuff but I, I worked with him a couple of years ago and uh, and I still speak to him and he's amazing he's so yeah. inspiring yeah. as a person as well you know he's just unique and, and what, the hardest working person I've ever met in my life so is that what inspires you about him as a person is his work ethic or other things as well 
Oh, he's everything, but, you know, because that's one of the elements that makes him so great. Is, right. is, you know, I can remember many times, actually, you know, getting so far into a song and you're sitting there in a room and you're playing guitar, acoustic or whatever, we're sitting around and you wake up and it's the morning and you're laying on the floor. I yeah. mean, we've done that a few times, <laughs> yeah. You work till you pretty much drop. Rock till you drop, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Phil Collin of Def Leppard and Delta Deep here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Now, your work ethic, do you think you always had that or do you think that you were inspired by the people around you and the music and the projects that you kind of became a hard worker? I was like that, but I needed guidance and much changed everything. Okay. You know, but when you see really successful people, yeah. Prince, uh-huh. Michael Jackson, you know, those people, that's what they do. Uh-huh. And, and, you know, it's, it's no secret to get greatness, you have to work your ass off at it. You right. really have to work hard. And, and, and again, I, I did learn that from Mark, you know, he would go, yeah, you know, yeah. It, it takes more than just doing that. Otherwise, everyone would be doing it. Exactly. You know? And, and yeah. that's why there's so much lame stuff out there, and less great stuff, because people are not prepared to put that, that hard work in. Right. So now, how do you balance the hard work with the family life and taking care of yourself? Was that kind of hard to find that balance? No. Absolutely not. I just grab it when I can. You know, we live in California and I go down to uh, Laguna Beach Uh and me and my wife really like a vacation. We're on the beach and it's like, wow, this is great. Then we go home. I see my kids. My kids are all spread out all over the place. Rory is in California. I get to see him all the time. My two daughters, Charlotte and Savannah, they're in South Carolina. I was just out there. I I saw Samantha. She just turned 13. I was there for her birthday. So I have to do that. I have to fit all that in. And, you know, and just having the time off and doing the very different things actually fuels all the other stuff. So, you know, I love that. It's great. The yin and the yang works hand in hand. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Okay, so I want to go back to something you said a little bit earlier. So you record a lot of your ideas on your iPhone, right? Yes. So do you get these ideas in the middle of the night as well? Always. Okay. At any time. Uh-huh. Yes. And then do you always record them? Do you ever delay or do you always do it right away? You have to do it right away because if you don't, the amount of times I've actually written the best song in the world yes. ever and then gone, oh, it's so good, I remember that. And then you've completely forgotten. <laughs> That's exactly like right. lyrics. Yeah. Yes. So you have to do it. There and then. Yeah. And it's great because you probably later on can listen to it and then figure out what project it fits in the most. Absolutely. And, yeah. and sometimes they overlap, you know, like right. the, a Delta Deep song called Sea of Love. Uh-huh. And it ended up being on the last Def Leppard album. And, and there was another Delta Deep song called uh, Save That Goodness For Yourself. I played that to Brian Wheat of Tesla and he went, we have to do that. It has to be a Tesla song. Their last single, actually, okay. which was last year. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, so it, sometimes it overlaps, but it's great. You know, why not? Right, exactly. See, I just produced the new Tesla album. that will be out probably in the summer. And I'm blown away with how it came out. It's just it's so diverse. It's a, a cross between Queen... Aerosmith, ACDC, and the Beatles. If you can imagine in between all of that, that's what it sounds like. Wow, awesome. So Delta Deep is performing on some of the G3 tour dates, is that right? Yeah, actually pretty much all of them. So is your set some of just you and then some of Delta Deep, or is it all Delta Deep? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we kick off with a couple of instrumentals. One's like a jazz rock fusion classic, a Billy Cobham song. Uh-huh. And crazy, the sound of the band. You know, we, we, we do that. Now, do you think there'll ever be an album with you and Joe Satriani and John Petrucci? Uh, I'd like to. I mean, I'd, I'd done this song, Yo to Joe, last year. And uh, 
uh, Joe played on it, so we were actually playing together on a song. So uh, oh. that was really cool. And then obviously that's up on iTunes now as well, and, okay. and the Phil Collins. So yeah, yeah, great. Yeah. We want to thank you so much, Phil Collins, for joining us today and for opening up about Def Leppard and Delta Deep and the G3 tour. East Coast Live is out now, yeah. and people can catch you on tour, G3 tour or Def Leppard this spring. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. That's great. Phil Collin of Def Leppard here on the Mulberry Lane Show. We're going to take you to break first with the song off of Delta Deep's East Coast Live new album called Shuffle Sweet. Then we're going to go into Def Leppard's massive hit that you heard the behind-the-scenes story on today, Pour Some Sugar on Me. Keep it right here. To the Mulberry Lane Show. Here's Mulberry Lane. Well, guys, even if there's snow on the ground, it's still spring, and spring means wedding season. So if you or someone you know is planning a wedding, you're going to want to meet Etsy trend expert and judge for the upcoming NBC craft competition, Making It. She's Dana Isom Johnson. Now, she's here now to get you up to speed with the latest wedding trends for 2018. <laughs> Welcome, welcome to the show, Dana Isom Johnson. Oh my gosh, how wonderful. Hello. I am so excited to be on the show. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you. Okay, so now first talk about your role as Etsy trend expert. What do you do and then how do you compile all the trends? Yeah, so I've been at Etsy for over six years now, and my role is really to dig deep into the Etsy marketplace to find what's cool, what's fresh, what hasn't been tapped yet, and then share it with people like yourself and others and try to bring more awareness to our incredible makers on our, our site. Okay, so now if we're planning a wedding, what can we incorporate? So many things, so many things, but let's get started with the ring. Okay. So one of the trends that I'm most excited about for rings is that it's all about stacking rings because we're seeing that a lot of people now want to put more money into experiences, perhaps the, the experience of your big day. So they're not pouring as much cash into the ring. With a stacking ring, you're able to pile up and add different layers to the look of the ring, and it allows you to even swap out rings at a time okay. to create different looks for different days. Now, is there still or, a ring with the center stone in it? All different. Some of them have center stones. Some of them have kind of V-shaped rings with a stone in the center of the V. Okay. Others are eternity bands with different color stones. Also, you know, raw gemstones as well that can be incorporated. Okay. Now, a lot of people are incorporating pets into their weddings. You know what? Your wedding is one of the biggest days of your life. You should be surrounded by all the loves of your life. So why shouldn't that include your fur baby? Absolutely. So Etsy sellers are really creating these incredible pieces. You'll see great items like customized floral collars or 
there's these really great signs that your pet can wear down the aisle, and they say fun things like, my humans are getting married, or I loved her first. So oh, really shoot. special ways. But, you know, some venues don't always allow pets to come, and that's okay. There's still other ways for you to incorporate your pet. There's this incredible, incredible Etsy shop by the name of Goose Grease. Okay. It's a husband and wife duo, and what they do is they create cake toppers, but cake toppers that are made of wooden peg dolls. Okay. So you send them a picture of you, your partner, and your pet, whether it's a kitty, a dog, or a hamster, no matter what the pet, <laughs> and they will then recreate your faces on the pet dolls, and that can serve as your cake topper. Okay, so you can incorporate the pet, the fur baby that way. That's so awesome. That's right. Uh-huh. What's this trend about capes? Oh, yes. It's all about being superhero chic and okay. adding a bit of drama. <laughs> Dramatic kind of wispy capes flowing down the aisle. It adds great drama. It's easily removed, so you can make a right. quick switch to the reception if you want to have a different look. I love uh, this but, idea. I mean, yeah. Isn't it great? And can you imagine your pictures with a cape blowing in the wind? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> incredible. I love it. <laughs> You're listening to Etsy trend expert Dana Isom Johnson talking about trends for weddings and her upcoming new show here on the Mulberry Lane Show. So veils are kind of going through a metamorphosis. Yes, there are these statement veils that are out of control, that are adorned with long, flowing fringe, so great for the bohemian bride. Or there are these incredible veils that are embroidered with multicolor flowers. I just saw one yesterday, and it really took my breath away. It's by the shop Crowning Glory. Not only does she have it bursting with colorful blooms, but there's also little hidden jeweled bees and butterflies that you kind of find as you look very closely in the veil. So you can really have a personalized and unique look with the veil, and it can be a a one-of-a-kind. Oh, for sure. And that's why people come to Etsy. Mm -hmm. They want to find something that can't be found anywhere else. You're also going to be a judge on the upcoming NBC craft competition, which is hosted by Amy Poehler. And the series is called Making It. So can you give us a preview into what we can expect and when it starts airing? Of course. So it is coming to you on July 31st on NBC. And Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman are our hilarious hosts of the oh, I'm show. Sure. I'm sure. And, oh, gosh. I was in stitches every single day. And Simon Doonan and I serve as the judges. Okay. And what we're a great really, show. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. I hope everyone loves it as much as I do. And we get a chance to work with makers each and every day. They have a different challenge every day. And Simon and I kind of coach them along. And then you'll see a winner at the end. Yeah. Now, also, you kind of keep up with decor and fashion trends. So before we let you go, give us a quick update on what's happening decor-wise. I will say one of the biggest 2018 trends is all about wabi-sabi. Wabi-sabi is all about embracing imperfection. So it's about tossing out that Instagram perfect way of living and really kind of embracing. (laughs) Yes. Doesn't it make you breathe a sigh of relief? What about fashion? What are some upcoming fashion things? Well, you know what I'm really loving right now is a a style called Tutti Frutti, and it's all in jewelry. And it's about bringing those tropical colors and fruits into your fashion. So whether it's a pineapple earring or a strawberry necklace, it's about bringing some fun back. I think we're in in the need for some fun and color, right? Absolutely. Well, between Wabi Sabi and... 
tutti frutti? You gotta love it. We want to thank you for catching us up with all the latest trends, Dana, especially the trends for weddings this season. We're going to catch you on Making It on NBC this summer, and hopefully you'll come back and visit us again soon. You got it. That's Etsy trend expert Dana Isom Johnson. Up next, you know him as the Dog Whisperer. Famous dog behaviorist and best-selling author Caesar Milan. Coming right up here on the Mulberry Lane Show. We've got you covered. The Mulberry Lane Show. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Well, if you have a fur baby, you'll want to hear from renowned dog behaviorist Caesar Milan, a.k.a. the Dog Whisperer. Now, April is Heartworm Prevention Month, and Caesar is here to let you in on one of the most preventable dog diseases. You may know Caesar from Nat Geo Wild's Caesar Milan's Dog Nation and Dog Whisperer with Caesar Milan. His shows have had Emmy nominations, and he is also New York Times bestselling author. We're doggone happy to have him here. Welcome, welcome to the show, Caesar Milan. Thank you. Thank you for being on your show. Oh, awesome. You can sing, too. <laughs> well, I don't know if I can, but I, I would try it. That, that was good. <laughs> All right. Well, first off, Caesar, let's talk about heartworm in our fur babies. How do they get it? And this year is supposed to be particularly bad. Well, you know, I've been doing this for seven years, so this is almost tradition for me. And, you know, to me, it's all about the health of a dog, making sure, you know, owners are being more proactive. And the good news is this heartworm disease can be prevented. You know, that's why I team up with, with the makers of HeartGuard Plus. Something that you get once a month is a real beef chew, so it's almost like a treat. It smells really good. But the most important part is I just don't want my dogs to ever go through the symptoms, or at least the beginner symptoms. So that's the, to me, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm all about prevention. You know, you can't get away from mosquitoes. Right. All of that stuff. And it's transmitted through mosquitoes, right? Through one bite, which is not even like 300 bites. It's just one little bite. That's crazy. Then, yeah, this is a very powerful uh, thing that mosquitoes are doing. And, and, you know, it's shown in all 50 states. So even if you live in the cold, I mean, the mosquitoes have, you know, evolved. Has, right. Have really become very resistant. And, you know, I mean, they got to do whatever they got to do. But at the same time... We, we have the solution, you know, uh, this is a prescription medication, the makers of Hargar Plus. So it's not something that you can get over the counter. So you do have to it, ask your vet about it. It's very important, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, go to your vet, make sure you learn more about it from a scientific point of view. It, it just works. Now, so, if someone yeah. isn't using HeartGuard Plus and their dog might have the beginning of heartworm, what can they look for? What kind of symptoms would their dog exhibit? Well, the beginning of heartworm is going to be like a dog is going to cough more than usual, okay. you know, it's, or it's going to show you some lethargy, uh, decrease in appetite. Those three symptoms are very common uh-huh. at the beginning stages. Gotcha. You have had a connection with dogs since you were a little boy. So how did you first discover that you had this extra gift? Well, this is a family thing, you know, like uh, some families, uh, the grandfather was a musician, the father was a musician, yes. or they were singers. Thing. In my family, my grandfather, incredible with animals, but, you know, coming from a farm, you know, it's almost like a language, you know, it's like you speak Spanish. Uh, in this case, my, my grandfather just naturally knew how to be with animals. So that's what I learned, the instincts. And then my dad, just uh, he's a huge animal lover, and that's what I learned, you know, to develop this empathy and compassion for animals. So having those two role models for me, you know, instinct and love, it put me in a position to like, what would I want to do in my life? You know, how do I achieve my happiness? So for me, it was, I want to be a vet because I always want to be around animals. But right. due to my low-income family, it was impossible to say, okay, what's my next thing? 
I said, well, when I grew up, I'm going to go to America and learn from the best. And then when I came to America, I realized that, you know, the Americans needed some help. So that's how I became the dog whisperer. Got it. Amazing story. You know, the gift of working with animals was passed down. Do you think the drive to be a success was passed down in your family, or do you think that's something that was kind of unique to you? You know, I come from a family that have high integrity in working and moral values. Work ethic, uh, yeah. Work ethic, you know. So working hard, I come from a family that believes in God. I know, you know, that that's a very touchy subject for a lot of people, but you need to believe in yourself. You need to believe in somebody else because it's power. Right. You need to have passion. You need to have instincts and you need to have like a belief and you just need to have uh, some skills because you will master the skills with repetition, but it's something that you can master is the feeling of working really hard and not being afraid and really believe at a hundred percent. So the internal aspect of you is more powerful than your mind because your mind sometimes wants to quit, but your spirit will never quit. Your heart will never quit. Mm -hmm. Your instinct will ever tell you to stabilize yourself. So instinct, love, and spirituality is really what fuels my accomplishment. I love that. Well, if you've just joined us, you're listening to The Dog Whisperer, Cesar Milan, here on The Mulberry Lane Show. You've been known to be able to rehabilitate aggressive dogs. Do you think that any dog can learn to behave better, or do you think there's some dogs that are just not going to do that? No, there is some dogs that have neurological problems. That's why I work really hard with Congress on closing a lot of puppy meals. You know, that's not a natural thing. That is just a place for humans to make money. It was not about stability. It was not about nature thing. Okay. But otherwise, nature would never raise or develop instability. They're very smart about it. They're very careful about it because they don't know if veterinarians exist. You know, so they always raise and always breed with the best genes. And so when you give me like an aggressive dog, a fearful dog, and it's psychological, to me, it's, it's achievable. It's just the dog in order for them to achieve their balance, their happiness, and exercise, mental stimulation, and affection at the right time. The formula is there. Right. That's why I always tell people exercise, physical affection, body, mind, heart, all of those great things, you know. Okay. You know, everybody has a formula, you know. Even lazy people have a formula. Right. But successful people have a formula. Athletes have a formula. The military has a formula. Animals have their own formula. And it's all about exercise, mental stimulation, and affection but they do it as a group. They really shows you the power of family. Okay. Now, dogs are not going to exercise by themselves. Cats do, but the dogs are always going to do things together. Birds are going to do things together. Horses are going to do things together. That's why it's easy to be with a dog than it is sometimes to be with a cat because if you tell the cat, hey, you want to go swim? The guy says, ah, no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> If you, if you tell a dog you want to go swing, absolutely. They want to hike the mountains with you. They want to do everything with a human. So they're very active, you know. They, they just want to enjoy life. I love that. So you've worked with many Hollywood stars and their dogs. Are there any funny stories you can share? Well, the funny part is the dogs don't know they live with a celebrity. Uh, you know? Right. <laughs> that, that is funny. I, I work with billionaires. I work with you know, people who are movers and shakers of the world, you know, they're the pack leaders of the world, but the dogs don't know. I work with presidents of the United States, but the dogs don't know. Yeah. You know, uh, kings and queens, and the dogs don't know. And that's but probably the why they like their dogs, because their dogs just oh, treat them like anyone else. You know, it, the dog makes them human. Right. And that's really something that they need to feel humble, you know. They feel the, the unconditional love versus all the people being there conditionally. And right. so, you know, power, money, and fame often affects people. It often makes people 
seclude themselves from humans because yet the human is looking for that, and the dog doesn't care. Right, you know, the, the dog, dog doesn't, doesn't care. care. Everybody should have a dog or an animal, or at least foster or volunteer. Yes. Well, Caesar, we want to thank you for joining us today. April is Heartworm Prevention Month, and it's so easy to prevent with HeartGuard Plus. Thanks for filling us in on what we can be aware of and how we can prevent it. And thanks for talking about your love of dogs okay. and sharing that with us. more about it, HeartGuard.com. Sounds Bye-bye. great. Thank you. thank you, Caesar. That's HeartGuard.com. And a big paw high five to the dog whisperer himself, Caesar Milan. Caesar, thanks for joining our show today and for talking about how April is Heartworm Awareness Month and how this can simply be avoided for your pet by getting the chewable medicine from your veterinarian made by HeartGuard. Caesar, thanks for your inspirational story of success and for showing us that just simply by giving a dog what they want, exercise, love, physical touch, and a little bit of discipline, we can have a very happy little fur baby. Or big fur baby. (laughs) In your case, Rachel. And right now, big creative kudos to Etsy global trend expert, Dana Isom-Johnson. Dana, thanks for updating us on all the upcoming trends for weddings this season, home decor, and fashion. Plus, we're excited about your brand new show, Making It, airing on NBC. Absolutely. And with hosts Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman, this is bound to be a fun and funny show. Mm-hmm. Rachel. And finally, a big Mulberry Lane shout out to Phil Cullen of Def Leppard, your multiple musical projects. You guys have to check out his latest release, new blues rock album with Delta Deep called East Coast Live. And of course, the whole Def Leppard catalog has been digitalized, so you can start downloading that too. And Phil is also currently on the G3 tour with fellow guitar greats Joe Satriani and John Petrucci. This guy is one busy artist. Phil, thanks for stopping by today. Okay, guys, well, that wraps up another episode of the Mulberry Lane Show. Remember, we will be here same time, same place next weekend. Rain, snow, or sunshine. (laughs) You never know, but we hope you'll be here too. Bo, stay happy and stay blessed. Allie, don't forget to be awesome. Rachel, that's a wrap. All right. Yeah. <laughs>